Chapter 20 I emptied my last bag of ice into the big tub holding the keg, while Cam tightened all the screws holding the umbrella in its stand. So it's not enough that you have to drive around the course passing out beer to these golfers all day, Cam said. He stood up straight. He arched his back to stretch it out. They also need a keg out here in case you're not close enough to deliver it to them? I crumpled up the empty ice bag and tossed it into the back of my cart. Beer is an important part of golfing, I said, especially on the weekends. But wouldn't drinking alcohol make you worse at golfing, not better? Shh. I stepped over to Cam and lowered my voice. Don't say that so loud. My eyes darted around the course, even though there was no one around to hear us. If these guys realize that they don't want to drink beer while they golf, I'll be out of a job. Of course, Cam gave me a knowing nod. It's quite a racket you've got going on there, Ace. I grinned. I know. I waved him toward the cart. Let's get back to the clubhouse before we both lose our jobs for taking too long. I climbed into the passenger seat of the cart and Cam slid behind the wheel. We followed the winding cart paths through the green course. So are you doing anything fun this weekend? Cam asked as we drove. I shrugged. I don't know yet. Jasmine wants to see that new Liam Hemsworth movie. She's obsessed with him. I'll probably go see that with her. What about you? Cam scrunched up one side of his face. I don't know. I'm sure I'll hang out with Sydney, but things have been a little weird with her lately. Really? Why? Cam scratched at some stubble on his jaw. I don't know. We've just been snippy with each other over stupid stuff. He rolled his shoulders inside. It's just tiring. I'm sorry. I gave him a sad smile. Do you want to talk about it? Nah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will figure it out. Yeah. The cart crossed into the parking lot. We neared the clubhouse. You can head to the bag room, I said. I'll drop you off so you can get back to work. Cam looked over his shoulder. You've still got that extra umbrella stand in the back of the cart. I'll drive up to the loft and unload it for you. Aw, thanks. Cam turned the cart into the curvy path to the storage loft. What kind of a man would I be if I made Broken Finger Girl move heavy stuff around? The crappy kind? He grinned. Exactly. He slowed the cart and pulled it into the large open door in the top level of the barn. We both hopped off the cart and walked around to the back of it to unload the umbrella stand. I watched Cam reach into the cart and drag the umbrella stand toward him. Then my eye caught movement in the loft beyond him. I saw an old empty putter display. It wobbled back and forth like a gust of wind had blown through the closed barn loft. I heard something shuffling near it. I reached out and grabbed the sleeve of Cam's polo. I think there's a wild animal in here or something, I whispered. He looked over at me, his eyebrows low over his eyes. I let go of his shirt and pointed toward the putter display. Over there! He put a finger to his lips, then gave me a slow nod. He crept further into the loft. I followed several feet behind him. We inched toward the display. Cam paused and crouched down to pick up a scrap of PVC pipe the length of a baseball bat. He held it cocked over his head and inched forward. He stopped. He lowered the PVC pipe. David, he said. He dropped the pipe and stepped over to the putter display. I followed him. Behind the display was one of those giant plastic Coke bottles that is actually a cooler for smaller Coke bottles. It lay on its side with my brother's feet sticking out of it. David? I jumped around Cam and kneeled behind my brother's feet. I grabbed his ankles. Cam hurried over to help me. We pulled David out of the giant Coke bottle. He emerged feet first, wrapped in a nylon light beer banner. What in the world are you doing? I said as he struggled and we untangled him from the banner. His face was bright red. His blue eyes watered. 
Just looking at him made me want to cry. My jaw hardened. Those idiots in the bag room did this, didn't they? I said. Liv, shut up, David muttered with a quick glance to Cam. No, I won't shut up, I said, my voice rising. They've been messing with you ever since you started working here. It's ridiculous. David stumbled over the giant Coke bottle to get away from me. They're the reason you came home soaked that one day, remember? David glared at me. Liv, he growled through his teeth. Let go! I huffed out an angry laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the last thing I'm going to do. I stalked toward my cart and slid behind the wheel. I threw the cart into gear and sped away toward the bag room, leaving Cam and David behind in the loft. My hands clutched the steering wheel until my broken finger ached. I wanted to squeeze the wheel even tighter. I wanted to strangle it like I wanted to strangle Adam. I reached the bag room and jerked the cart to a stop. I stormed inside. Adam was taking practice swings with a putter. Trevor was folding scorecards. They both looked up as I marched into the room. I have had enough of you guys messing with David, I blurted. They glanced at each other. Adam fought a smile. I stepped closer to him. He leaned back as I got within inches of his face. I don't care if you are bigger than him and older than him and have worked here longer than he has. He is my brother and he is a human being and I don't want you touching him ever again. Adam wouldn't look me in the eyes. He still had a stupid grin tugging on the corners of his mouth. I mean it, I yelled, right into his face. He flinched at my words. I shook my finger at him. You need to grow up and act like a respectful adult or I will get you fired. Trevor snickered. My gaze jerked over to him. I'll get you fired too, I snapped at him. He looked away. I stepped back from Adam so I could yell at both him and Trevor equally. I know Jason would be furious if he found out what you've been doing. If I see so much as a hair out of place on my brother's head, I will tell Jason what's going on. Adam rolled his eyes. I held up my splinted hand. See this, I said. Remember that Kyle kid who gave it to me? He didn't take me seriously either, and now he's unemployed. I backed away toward the door. I turned around and saw David and Cam leaning into the bag room watching. I wove my way past them and stepped outside. I walked toward my cart. I noticed my legs shaking. I took a deep breath and focused on each of my steps. I was afraid I'd trip and fall on my face, and I'm pretty sure Adam and Trevor wouldn't take me seriously if they saw that. I reached my cart and grabbed the steering wheel. I didn't climb into it, though. I was so shaky I didn't know if I could pull myself up into the seat without wobbling and betraying how upset I was. I closed my eyes. I breathed. I couldn't believe I just yelled at those guys like that. It didn't feel like something I would do at all. But it was the right thing to do. I knew it was. It was just so... not me. Olivia? I heard Cam's soft voice behind me. I turned around. He stepped closer. Are you okay? I nodded, but the bobbing movement was so fast and jerky that I knew it wasn't believable. I looked away and blinked back at the blur of tears in my eyes. I'm so sorry about David, he whispered. I had no idea this was going on. If I'd known Adam and Trevor were doing anything like that. I know, I said. I'm sure you'd never let that happen while you were around. He nodded. He glanced back over his shoulder for a second, then stepped closer. He leaned sideways against the hood of my cart. Look, I know David seemed pissed at you, but I'm sure he's grateful to you for doing what you did. I wasn't so sure. I knew I had to do something, but I didn't know if humiliating David was any better than letting those guys haze him. Not a lot of girls would stick up for their little brother like that, Cam said. He's lucky to have you looking out for him. I hoped Cam was right. I looked down and chewed on the inside of my cheek. Seriously, he said. It was... you were... He shook his head. He shrugged great. I raised my eyes to his. We stood and looked at each other for a second. His eyes roamed around my face. He reached a hand toward me. 
His fingers brushed through a wisp of my hair, blowing around next to my face. His eyes met mine again, then darted to the ground. His cheeks flushed. He put his hands in his pockets. You had like a thing in your hair. He waved a hand toward my head. A fluffy thing. Oh. He stepped back and smiled. Well, back to work. I smiled back. Yep, back to work. My eyes popped open. I stared into the dark of my bedroom. I listened to my heart thumping in my chest. There was a drowsy part of my brain that told me to roll over and go back to sleep, go back to dreaming. But another part of me knew I couldn't, not right now, not when I was so close to figuring it out. I didn't know what it was exactly, but I knew it was something to do with my dream. My dream was trying to tell me something. I knew it by the restless pounding of my heart. I knew it by the prickly heat running through my arms. I knew it by the bubbly feeling in my stomach that told me that it wasn't over. I felt hope. I didn't know why. I threw my covers off and sat up straight in bed. I couldn't risk falling asleep now. If I did, I'd wake up tomorrow morning and then the dream I just had would be a distant cloud of a memory. No, I had to stay awake until I'd figured this thing out. 